Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. It always feels a little bit like... Uh, how long it's, are we going to let it I go? I know, it's like a finesse thing. It's a finesse I'm, thing. I'm not there yet. I, I was going to say you came in slightly later that time than normal. Well, was I, I would was I right I'm, I'm usually listening for that uh that second didn't 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 yeah. or whatever and it's like no it's the 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 volume has now dropped below where we sorry, should Sorry sorry It's fine You should I just the, can't you believe can do, you, you did can that do again. the volume now You you're the better DJ John Stop this it. morning has waited very patiently so as to enjoy his donut holes while on air. And I, for one, am grateful. Because, uh, one, because I know that it's going to taste great. Absolutely. Two, our listeners are going to love I it. I am and not Chris going to eat is them. going to hate it. <laughs> and so I I'm, just love seeing I'm that not, dynamic. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to wait until our meeting you're to eat these donuts. You're staring at them right now. I am. That's, that's very hard control. On me. Good job. And they're donut holes, not donuts. They are donut holes. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, and they're warm. Hey they're guys, not warm. they're not warm. No, but well, he might not be able to withstand it if they were warm. Mm. My goodness. But, well, guys, it's the new year, 2024, and our first podcast episode. Right? We no, didn't do second. it last. We did last week. We did it, <laughs> and posted that same day. I think that's right. Yeah, that's Make, right. Making the memories. Yes. Paul wasn't here. I wasn't, and he still knew better than I did. <laughs> it was Paul's I, first. It's the first I, real episode of I 2024. Yes, you week? were. <laughs> Guys, my brain. <laughs> yeah. The second podcast of 2024. But Paul's first podcast of 2024. Yeah, so it's right. the first one that matters. That's right. <laughs> Very cool. And All we're, right. And we're yeah. continuing our Who We Are series. We're yep. ending our Who We Are series. Yep, we're wrapping it up. Okay. Hopefully, that's the we're plan. We're wrapping up. Uh, we'll edit that out. Just kidding. We won't. <laughs> we anyway, do. sorry. I'm going to stop talking and let you guys talk. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're going to really do the um, uh, conveyor belt. I should come up with a different name for that because I can never think of the word conveyor belt. Like, I don't know. Which is really funny because you've called it that for a really, a long, really long time. time. So first, it was actually, you may remember, before the, it was a conveyor belt. The leaky pipes? Leaky pipes. Yeah, like pipes. That's right. That's I right. Was like, I, and there was I no way to talk about leaky pipes from the stage without it being weird. And no. so uh, so conveyor being belt became the, marble works. That's the plan. Um so, yeah, I just barely touched on it. I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm not the best at the nailing exactly when something ends when I'm doing a sermon or whatever. And by the way, or a counseling session, um, I'm just not, that's not my talent. But, but, but it's worse. <laughs> sorry. I know. sorry, I realized I was late to that. Oh, <laughs> what? I was supposed what? to be surprised. Wait, <laughs> what? I've never noticed. Um, yeah, so uh, that's a. But what were you going to say? But well, and this was even worse. This. No, this yeah. was yeah. even no, worse. This, yeah. <laughs> this type of sermon is even worse. I'm like looking at the time, going, "Oh, I have, I'm two minutes over, and I have a third have left. Negative two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I can do this whenever I want. That's exactly right. And luckily, I'm back next week. Um, and so, uh, and there was a good stopping point with mm-hmm. the whole. Um, we're not the famous spouse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i just i as i started unpacking that way of thinking about what is it that i love about introducing our church to people why do i love telling people dude you've got to you've got to come check out our church Mm. and and the more i thought about it i was like it's the purpose isn't the church isn't the purpose it's Mm -hmm. like um over the last few days i have been incredibly blessed uh, by god to get the opportunity to to have a couple of phone calls with jeff feldon and so the book that mark and i've been working on is like done. Well, Jeff Feldon is the husband co-author with Shanti Feldon, who wrote For Men Only, For Women Only, 
secrets of surprisingly happy marriage or surprising secrets of happy marriage and 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 last year of course they publish a a really good book on sex and marriage great uh, just a t- just a time for me to buy like well great if i'd known they were going to do it anyway but uh <clears throat> so <clears throat> because it turns out and i'm i'm not one of those people who gets caught up in um i couldn't think of the word sunday either what do you call famous people Celebrity, celebrity. I don't get. A, I don't get. I'm not one of those people who gets freaked out You're by not celebrity like, or stuff. Starstruck. No, not at all. Like I don't. I don't even a little bit do that. I think probably I do. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to meet somebody famous to know. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know? Oh no, I shook hands with uh, um, Chris Leg. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Stephen Curtis Chapman. No, I, I, I shook hands with Stephen Curtis Chapman in the uh, Tennessee um, bathroom. Airport. So did that weird you out? No, I. It was so fast it couldn't. Okay. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Stephen Chris Chapman. Nobody no- notices it. Hey, man. <laughs> Big fan. And he started And he just screaming. kept walking off. And he started so, Thank screaming. You. Walked off. Thank you, Stephen. I love you. I'm Chasing never wash- him. Never yeah. washing his hand again, Stephen. Lori came out of the bathroom and was like, you would not believe what just happened. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say right when you come out of a bathroom. <laughs> Lori came out of the bathroom. Not I came out of the bathroom. I didn't shake his hand in the bathroom. Oh, That would have okay. been weird. Oh. Because I think that's the way we said that's it. That's how a second I played ago. it out in my brain. One, yeah. One time, Chris Sheridan and I, we hadn't seen each other in a while, and we saw each other in a bathroom, and he gave me a hug by a urinal. And then, he, <laughs> and then afterward, he said, I'll never do that. Again. <laughs> yeah, I never did. Yeah, that's <laughs> was like, let's not do that. Anyway, um, sorry, so I'm I taking that away. I don't have a celebrity. Like, I've I've met several celebrities, and mm-hmm. I'm, I just, they're they're just normal. To me, I just know they're normal people. Um, when we met uh, Chip and uh, what's her name? Gaines. Gaines. Joanna. Joanna. Joanna, thank you. Like Ginger was freaking out. She loves the celebrity thing. Like it totally endorphin hit, all that kind of stuff. And so I love making that happen for her when I can. But for me, I mean, Chip and I were comparing. So what do you carry? I, I noticed you have two clip things in your pockets. Like what do you carry in your pockets? And and so we're over there and the camera person's like, um, guys, there's a line. There's a line. We need to get this picture done. Like, oh, sorry. So like to me, they're they're I know they're normal people. I don't feel that way about the Feldens. My whole career path was changed. In some ways, by the Feldens, the way I taught about marriage and sex mm-hmm. was changed because of their research, and so, like that's a they had a huge impact on me. So the fact that he's like talking to me and hanging out, and I mean that's funny because there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who don't know who they are, I, I, which is that's totally heartbreaking fine. and great. But um, I gi- I give as many books as I can out of theirs. But anyway, as a God gift to me, I ran into uh, a f- couple at family camp this last year. Just so happens you know, coinkadink, um, that I ran into to a couple that I taught about this stuff and they came up afterwards. They're like, Oh yeah, we know Jeff and Shanti. They'd love to talk with you about this. And I'm like, Jeff, the, the Feldens, Jeff, and Jeff, you know, is there another Jeff and Shanti that you're thinking about? And, and the guy's like, yeah, Jeff just texted me and said to give you his number and, and to just have you call him and they'd love to. So he was talking through, we spent an hour the other day anyway, but Jeff would tell you, Jeff is not the famous spouse no shanti is the one who's main, been the main publisher the main author of all these books she's the one who's in high demand around the world and so so in some ways he keeps referencing his wife as we're in a conversation he's like oh shanti this and this and this and shanti this and shanti this and i'm like that was part of the thinking of oh that's that's a great picture that's what this is about i can't wait for you to meet my spouse and and how that is so much what the church is about is saying mm-hmm. I can't wait for you to meet the the groom. Yeah, I mean the bride's great. Don't get me wrong. And this is a reversal. Normally it's the other way around in human interaction that you know the groom's fine, but the bride's the you know the one Treasure. you really would like to meet. And 
Um, but anyway, that struck me. And he so sure what I talks searched, about us like treasure. He does. He sees us as treasure. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amazing. Um, but when I searched uh, famous people with spouses who aren't famous, that those two examples, Tom, uh, Tom Ackerley, uh, Margot Robbie's husband, and then Paulette Pearson, uh, Denzel Washington's wife, came up, and I was like, "You're you're right. I don't know. I don't recognize either of these people at all." So it was that was a cool thing, and I felt like a good way to end last week's on. Mm-hmm. So now unwrapping the the rest of the. Um, you know, we, we reference generosity now to go through hospitality to reference and then and really focusing attention on invitation. Mm. And that's its role in all this. And I'm, and now I'm talking about internal invitations, not not inviting people to church, but inviting people mm-hmm. in the church into your life. Okay. Um, because that's been a consistent a consistent issue we've we've heard about that people feel like they so come you're and already don't feel so connected. you're already here. Yeah, now you're what? already here. Now what? And and the, pe- the reason people don't know what to do next is because, now, some people are going to get involved no matter what. You couldn't mm-hmm. stop them if you tried. Yeah. Um, and you're, we point, would... you're pointing at Paul like, you, the, exactly. reason, the reason why people don't get involved is because he doesn't do the announcements right. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> so, so. Replace him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, Chris. Paul's, I'm sorry. Paul's, Paul's going to take the lead on a new... Uh, sorry. Signature I, I page. Do, I'm sorry. You were saying something meaningful. Not at all. No, no, no. That was perfect. Anyway, so yeah, we are, um, we're an imperfect in every way, but how do we invite people within the church, people who come, who visit? And I think part of this is the, t- the difference between, you know, when you, when you grew up uh, 50 years ago, you went to the church where your family went, or you went to the denomination, and you knew all the rules, you knew how things went, okay. you knew what you were supposed to do. Everything was a clear pattern. This, mm. then this. That you stand this time, you sit this time, you do this this time, you do that, mm. and if and you just go to Sunday school. And it's what you do the other hour, and you go in and you like you're a total stranger, but it doesn't matter. You're 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 a good Southern Baptist, and so of course you go to Sunday school class, and that's not weird to anybody. The problem is that's all been muddled so much mm-hmm. that people now come to church because they get invited sometimes to church, which is awesome. I still think our church does a pretty good job of that, actually, honestly, is inviting people. We could do better. But then once you get here, a lot of people don't know what to do, and they've got to be invited into something. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that coming becoming part of who we are is, mm-hmm. okay, you've been here for a while, or you've joined, or you know we've been seeing you around. How can we get you the next step? How can we get you the next step involved? Are you going to reference uh, uh, hospitality comes with... I don't know. Is it hospitality comes with the house key? Uh, Rosario the, gospel? the gospel? The gospel comes with the house key. Thank yeah. you. I was like, it's not hospitality. I don't know why that was... I but, mean, it's, well, that's, it's talking but, about yeah, hospitality. Yeah, that's what it's good. about. It's a good comment. Yep. Um, that that I, th- I feel like that uh, book had a, at least a pretty good impact on some of our staff. Yep. And the way we mm-hmm. view hospitality. And I and just after talking to a few couples, really one main couple about, you know, their view of invitation. Yeah. I like hearing and I, I know other people do this, but um they are they really are inviting people into a relationship with them. And so it's like mm-hmm. they do their best to not only Invite them to come to church, but invite them to sit with them. They they right. try to invite them to ride with them. They go to a meal either before or after with them, and so 
I think that's also that's important for integrating into the dysfunctional family. Otherwise, right. you're just here and you can really feel like an outsider still yeah. if you don't have that relationship. So that's that's cool. I know a lot I'm sure a lot of people do that, but I love the I love the um the intentionality there and I like that we're going to get to uh, to talk, or you're going to get to talk about that. I think that's cool. It's it's a. I actually think. I mean, example would be, and and this is not. I mean, uh, you know, pretty much never am I pointing at a crowd going, "You guys get this right." Uh, it's it's a lot right. of how I know that we're terrible at it is the fact that I'm terrible at it also a lot of times. And so, mm. um, like, I it, so if you just say, "How many people? How many men have you invited to the men's retreat from within our church?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I mean, I don't think any yet." So I need to do that. So uh, to say, I've been invited. See, that's I'm not going to be there. <laughs> but you, he's sadly. going on a trip. <laughs> yeah, he's going. I'm going to be a in trip. Colorado. Sorry, guys. In Colorado, Colorado. Um, but so anyway, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the notion, like it's, though, it's exactly. the notion is: are we are we doing a good job of inviting people to things? And sorry, and it, often it, not. Chris was not the one who invited me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, though he wasn't. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> it was Colson, but he forgot about it. Yeah, because it happened last week. It's true. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I no comment. But I think it is a. I think it's something that it's a it's something that would be healthy within the church to do, and is to invite each other because it it does communicate a sense of, I mean, where I am, I want you to be as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's a that's a cool thing. So yeah, my um, this was actually it was kind of cool this week. Um. Uh, my wife invited somebody to come to church. Um, and later, like when I got to interact with that person, they were like, Hey, your, your wife invited us to come to your church. I'm like, that's awesome. My immediate response after that was I'm at the sound booth. Come find me. Yeah. Like, cause we're not going to ride to church with these people. If they show up, I don't know when they're going to show up. I don't know if they're going to show up, but if they do show up, I want to be like, Hey, here's a connection point. Yeah, I'm at the back of the room. Yep. Like, I actually make that joke. Yeah. Periodically, I'm the one with the I'll, be, I'll probably be on stage or near the stage. So, <laughs> um, hey, so just total side note: today is Law Officer Appreciation Day. Sweet. I don't, I don't know who decided that, but so all the all the law officers out there, thanks for all you do. Yep, worth appreciating. Absolutely. Where is um, so, anything else to add as far as this invitation? I'd love to. Paul, you got any thoughts on that? or I think, too, even just like with the idea of next steps in a capital campaign and looking mm. at like the size of the church that we are, like we are the like perfect marker of when this becomes difficult because you go mm. to a small church and everybody understands because it's small enough. Right. And so it's like, oh, well, what are my options? Well, there's option one, <laughs> and that's what you do. That's what you do. Right. But there's not option two because it's a small enough church. Like small mm-hmm. enough churches commu- can communicate very organically and easily. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I'm not meaning this negatively, but uh, the term like corporate churches. And so like when you get to the size of like a mega church or mm-hmm. a corporation, like it's so polished and you have so many resources and availabilities and it's all infographed and it's already put out there of everything has to be spelled out because they're at that size. Mm-hmm. And then they have all the resources to, to make that happen and pull mm-hmm. that off. And so you walk in just like you would walk into a major department retail store and there's all the right everything of pointing you the right directions and everything that you need. And so a lot of times you get to that corporate level churches and they also have that polished and nailed down. And we're right at that growth marker in between. And we're not small. We're not mega. 
um, in all regards, were on the larger side of yeah, oh, for sure. our area um, of, again, this kind of middle of the road um, kind of church where it is not polished and it's not small where everybody gets it. And so it's just right in this zone of where I think, again, what's going to make a, a clear difference for us is going to be the culture of how are we internally inviting, communicating, understanding, engaging, mm-hmm. not just, wow, oh, throwing up our hands and, and being frustrated because it's not all done polished and perfect because we're not big enough yet, um, or throwing up our hands and being like, well, I just missed the glory days when we were small and it all mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and again, I think all that comes in that stair step of growth. Of course, you're going to you're gonna be on one side of the pendulum and you're going to swing to the other side of the pendulum um, as you're kind of growing and developing and getting those resources in place. But to carry us through that, I think, again, this idea of a a culture within the church that says, nope, I'm going to own this, and I'm going to be the one to invite. So I'm going to mm-hmm. keep myself informed, and, and what I engage in when I interact with others, I'm going to invite them to engage in. Um, and I think that's going to be, again, a, a very key cultural bent to our church that will be you know, defining for us as we take, the, again, these next steps of growth. Yeah, that's a great I think this is because a lot some of these questions did come from all that. Like, yeah. okay, we're saying we might can get to two thousand, and this is what we would need to get to two thousand. But can we get to two thousand? What's going to keep us from getting to two thousand? Mm-hmm. And I think having the reputation of being an in, internally inviting church will help us get to that two thousand. Mm-hmm. And I think failing to do that may keep us from. No. I, I think that's got to be one of the things that causes churches to stagnate at around this one thousand level, because that is one of the like four steps where people mm-hmm. where churches stagnate in growth. Mm-hmm. Is right around a thousand, and you know we've hit it once, and mm-hmm. then COVID, mm-hmm. and now we're there again, and we just don't know. Does this mm-hmm. church, uh, you know, uh, under my leadership, or does this church in its location, or does this church have the capacity or even the will to grow, mm-hmm. you know, twice the size? Yeah, and and I think one of the things that could, like, I I don't measure that as a success. And in one sense, quote, I don't care if we get bigger. What I care is, are we doing things God's way? If we do things God's way and that makes us get bigger, fine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind it. But the idea is, do we, is what would keep us from doing it that would be maybe not doing it the way God would mm-hmm. want it done? And I think this yeah. is one of them. An internally inviting yeah. church is a, would be a great culture that we invite mm-hmm. people all the time, like, hey, you coming to the men's retreat? Hey, you coming to the women's yeah. Bible study? Hey, are you coming to this? Are you, and, and then also even further than that, like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to go to lunch? Can I take you to go get ice cream like that? Like, let's go hang out with other families and, and whatever mm-hmm. cross yeah. organization that like, um, like Butterfield talked about, like letting yeah. people into your life. Yeah. I th- I'm curious also the, the hurdle that churches, I mean, everywhere, but also the size. I mean, you, you look at the statistics of, you know, regular attenders, how often they come to church and how how much time they spend you know we look at our church and the um the at least the numbers that we can see that are like people plugged in on sunday nights people plugged in on wednesday nights uh people who are just here and right. that would we we'd probably consider that a minority among your your regular sunday numbers i think from 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 the numbers that we see right and so i'm i'm also curious yeah, how do you how do you change the culture and how people think about church rather than just hey, I'm just going to come on a Sunday morning and I'm going to go home. You know like right. 
those types of things. Like, and I, I, part of it is also like, I know that only the Lord changes people's hearts and I'm not saying that ministry isn't happening with those people and that they don't hold beliefs or whatever. I'm just, I'm just curious, like if the majority of, uh, of the mindset is a certain way, just looking at numbers of like, uh, just from an outsider's perspective, I, I, I'm just curious how that plays out. Yeah, I think, you know, we identified even years ago when we were talking about this idea um, of like, what is our messaging uh, with this conversation about every member is a minister? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we identified, um, you know, going way back, even prior to South Spring, uh, at the end of the time when we were with our, when we were the First Baptist South Campus, um, starting to realize that we were advertising to the least committed person, mm-hmm. the most committed step. Okay. And so essentially it was like, because again, if you came to the church and it appropriately probably still should be mm-hmm. um, a, a apparent part of our messaging, but a lot of it then was like, hey, you're here. That's great. You want to know? Everybody's a minister. How do you need to be a minister? You need to be over there with the kids in education mm-hmm. and grade school and preschool and you need to be serving. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to a demographic that was, you know, again, potentially the ones that had only taken the the very first step of participation in one service mm-hmm. and one service alone. So the meaning they would come, if they had kids, they would drop kids off in ministry um, and then they would just attend a service and then leave. And then we were telling them that, you know, again, if you want to get engaged, you're going from the least committed church member and we're only selling you the most committed outcome, which mm-hmm. is now jump straight into you need to be serving you need to be coming multiple hours. You need to be missing out on you know other mm-hmm. other activities that are going on because you need to be serving in this. Mm-hmm. And and us, I think, realizing that and then creating kind of some like where are there appropriate steps of taking somebody from? Yeah, I mean, again, it's not a problem. You just especially you just showed up. Mm-hmm. You're just checking us out. You're seeing if it's here. That's great. Where is there another? In fact, please don't serve with the children. <laughs> well, and again, it does still need yep. to be the messages that yeah. yet, yes, that, that right. there is a, we are still hopefully carrying a culture of yeah. ministering and ministering within, that church isn't just a place that that you come to be served, but that mm-hmm. you come and serve. Um, but then how how do you form that next step of, okay, I'm, I'm engaged in another level of commitment that doesn't seem so daunting as jumping all the way to the final form of commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot that, you know, when Chris had put together a think team and think tank team, and we had talked right. about a bunch of stuff. Um, but the idea of small groups, life groups, and really, I think kind of going around friendships mm-hmm. um, was kind, kind of, of that, that, that bridge, mm-hmm, that bridge. Okay. And so that you're, if you're coming as a stranger and then your end goal is ministering alongside of each other, mm-hmm. well, the each other then part, probably mm-hmm. should happen. And so then that's where the mm-hmm. idea of, okay, great, you're here. Now, how do you engage meaningfully in a life group? Mm-hmm. How do you get to know people on a small yeah. friendship level, a smaller group friendship level? Mm-hmm. And then once you're spending the investment into those friendships, into that small group, into that next level of commitment, then it doesn't seem like quite mm-hmm. a leap. It seems like another small step, yeah. appropriate step to say, and then now I'm going to serve alongside of all these yes. people. Yeah, that I'm gonna be doing. And so that I okay now. I, so I see even clearer now the the further invitation. You've invited someone here, and then you're inviting someone into relationship, into friendship with you. And so you know, making that 
yep. work. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks for clarifying that. I love that. Very cool. And we're going to be talking about all of this some on Sunday. Awesome. Yep. Well, and also, Paul, now I know I don't remember. It was my birthday last week, and birthday week, you don't get you have don't to have think to about everybody. Exactly yeah. right. Just think Everything. about yourself. <laughs> be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs>